Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash entitled people. For in today's episode, you'll hear about super entitled people demanding outrageous things, as always. Guys, I hope you enjoy the tales today, and do remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, if you want to submit your stories or post, Steve-O's going to leave a link right here. So, my grandpa passed away a few months ago, and I inherited a little bit over $4 million from his estate. Now, I had no idea he had that much money and was honestly not expecting to receive anything. I assumed it would all go to my mom. After I got over the initial shock, I took the opportunity to finally quit my job, which I really hated, as I don't have any outstanding debts and I can easily live off of $40,000 a year. Now, I'm pretty introverted and I'm more than happy to just stay home working on art, music, and other interests, and gaming. But ever since I inherited the money, my boyfriend's been pressuring me to pay for everything. He wants all the rent and the utilities paid, which is about $1,200 a month, for the apartment. He also wants me to start putting money away into a joint savings fund. Now, I would be happy to do this if we were married, but we're not. We've only been dating for a year, and I would prefer to keep our finances separate. Despite not working anymore, I still pay my half of the rent every month, and have started paying for a housekeeper to come in and clean a few times a week, so the apartment is always nearly spotless and looks great. I told my boyfriend he's not entitled to my money, and he said I was being really selfish for expecting him to still contribute to the rent when I could easily afford to pay the whole thing. So am I the a-hole? Absolutely not. I love the fact that OP recognizes that they aren't married and that she should keep her finances separate, especially after a year of dating. She doesn't owe him a dime. So, a lot of the comments do say to dump him and move on, etc, etc, but I think what a lot of people fail to see is that Opie had a huge lifestyle change. The boyfriend didn't. Like, imagine how crappy it is for your boyfriend or girlfriend to suddenly inherit millions, quit work, hire a maid, and spend their days at home doing nothing but drawing and playing video games while you still go to work and pay rent. Guys, that would suck, and it's totally natural to feel the way that Opie's boyfriend does, but that doesn't make him entitled to the money. Of course not. Obviously, OP needs to sit down with a financial advisor and a lawyer, and then have a talk with her boyfriend about the future. I worked retail at a large sporting goods store around the holidays. My store had a large trampoline for sale, of which a customer bought, but quickly found out that it was too large to fit in her sedan. No problem. We told her we would put it on hold, and she can come back when she found a car to borrow or someone to help her out. This was in early December, and it was a common practice for us to put items in the back with a tag saying, don't touch, it's for so-and-so customer, and that she had already paid. So fast forward to a few weeks later, Christmas Eve, around 5.30. Now the store closes at 6. The same customer calls and asks if she can come get her trampoline, but she's gonna be late. We think, fine, we'll be there anyways, closing down. So I go to the back to find that someone has sold her trampoline, No big deal. Another store is 15 minutes away with one in stock. So I hop in the truck, drive to the other store, pick up the trampoline, and then head back to the store. So I arrive roughly at the same time as the customer. We tell her that we can just move it straight from the bed of my truck into her car. Sounds good, right? Wrong. We go outside to find that she's in the exact same car she came to the store in weeks ago. And she has her son in the car. 
presumably the one who's receiving the trampoline for Christmas. Again, we tell her that this trampoline is not gonna fit in her car. Now, at this point, she's irate that the trampoline's not wrapped up for her, which isn't a service we've ever offered or advertised. She then goes on complaining that it's not gonna fit, and now we've ruined Christmas for her son because he knows he's getting a trampoline now, and he won't have it tomorrow morning. So at this time, my store director graciously offers to put the trampoline in his vehicle and drive it to this Karen's house that's fairly close by. She agrees. Now, I want to note that the rest of the story is now secondhand, due to me no longer being there, and this was told to me by the director at my next shift. So, the director arrives at her house with his trampoline on Christmas Eve, instead of being with his family. He arrives, to which this woman goes inside and shuts the door without offering any instruction or to help my director. He proceeds to stand at the front door, and knock for an extended period of time before she opens the door as if she's bothered that he's there. He tells her that he's just gonna put the trampoline outside the garage, which infuriates her because, quote, it's not under the tree. So by himself, he gets this trampoline up to her front porch and to the door, which he discovers is closed and locked again. He again waits on her to open the door, to which she never does. At this point, he decides that enough has been done to appease the customer, and he goes on his way to enjoy Christmas Eve with his family. Now, fast forward to the day after Christmas. The next day, the store was open. And who comes marching in? This lady. And she's furious. The director takes her to his office, and she proceeds to scream and throw a fit, demanding a refund because we ruined Christmas for her kid, because we were so unaccommodating to her. Apparently she was mad that he didn't take the trampoline inside the house and put it under the tree for her. My store director quickly shuts this down. He explains what happened, why he left where he did, and everything we did to make sure she got this trampoline. Now, she's not having any of this, and at this time, she's asked to leave the store because of her screaming. And of course, she refuses. The police is quickly called, and she's escorted out of the building, and as far as I know of, never seen her again at the store. Guys, all I can say is wow, (laughs) that director went above and beyond for this woman, and she's still so ungrateful. Like, she probably expected him to put on a Santa suit, go down the chimney, and then put the present under the tree. That's the only logical reason for her going inside her house, locking all the doors, when she knows there's someone trying to deliver her trampoline. I don't even know what to say to that. Okay, so my first job ever was over-the-phone debt collection for an energy company. Now, the excuse it's Christmas is unfortunately a very common excuse. And I was just reminded of a conversation I once had with a woman who had racked up $10,000 worth of electricity bills over five years. She had exhausted every avenue she had with the company, broken every payment plan, and she was a nightmare to deal with over the phone. I was about to have her disconnected for like the millionth time. But every time we did, she called to have it reconnected. But this time, however, I organized a pull-top disconnection, which takes ages to have reconnected. So again, the woman calls and she starts bawling and screaming at me. Now, the woman mentions that it's not her fault, and she didn't know that heating her pool would use up so much electricity because her husband used to take care of the bills before they split up. I'm not kidding. She was a giant a-hole. Anyways, she continued trying to argue with me, and I wouldn't budge. I wanted at least 30% of the final balance in order for her to keep her electricity on. And then this happens. The Karen says, Okay, fine. Well, you can speak to my 7-year-old son and tell him that you're the reason why he can't have a Christmas because his mom has to pay over $3,000 to an old bill instead of spending it on Christmas. Now, I begin to say that I don't think that's necessary when she puts him on the phone, and I couldn't believe it. 
Now, at this point, I was like, F it. If this woman wants to use her kid, then it's on her. I said, Hello, my name is so-and-so, and I'm calling from this energy company. Your mother and I were just talking about Christmas and how important it is to have electricity during that time. Do you have a Christmas tree? Now, the kid proceeds to explain everything on the tree, including the lights. And I said, Oh, that sounds beautiful. And do you spend your Christmas holidays in your pool? The kid excitedly tells me how they're going to have a pool party for New Year's Eve. I told him, wow, that sounds awesome. Now I do have some bad news. Unfortunately, your mommy has been naughty this year and Santa's not going to be able to visit your house unless she pays her electricity bill. She said that she was going to use the money to pay for Christmas for you. Do you think that this year you can just skip the gifts so your mommy and brother and whoever comes over can enjoy the pool? Now at this point the kid goes silent and he says, Will Santa come back next year? I told him, well, if your mom continues to be good, then yes. I can then hear the kid whispering to his mom saying, Mommy, that's okay. I don't want the electricity off. Now at this point, the Karen grabs the phone. She sighs and grunts as she's walking away from her son and says to me, You ready? Uh, sorry? She then proceeds to give me her credit card number and says, I want to pay five grand on it today, and I don't want to hear from you F-heads ever again. You are the devil. I then asked her, do you want to settle the account for $5,000? Now a little FYI, to settle an account is to pay a sum, cancel your service, and the rest can be written off if upper management approves. She would have been able to settle her debt and start fresh with another company. She didn't know this, and she did not let me explain it to her. She says, what? No, just put it towards my bill and don't call me for at least a year. Don't you dare disconnect me. Goodbye. So I then processed the payment of $5,000 and left notes saying that she didn't want to settle. I got my manager to listen to the call and check my notes and she said it's fine, considering I collected half the owed amount, after years of her not paying a cent. Okay, so how in the world did they keep reconnecting her and letting her rack up a $10,000 electricity bill, guys? That is absolutely insane. But with that aside, I think OP handled that situation pretty well, especially when the mom tried to pull a cheap shot and drag her little boy into the mess that she got herself in. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So my parents have had a super decked out Christmas light show for the past five years at their house. It's choreographed to music, and they collect donations for the local children's cancer center. It's pretty awesome. It's been on the local news and the whole shebang. So this year in October, they decided to move just outside of town. 
And since they gave us a sweet deal, my husband and I bought the house as our first home. So before they start packing, I had told my stepdad that he could leave it up and we could let the show go on for one more year in this spot before telling everybody it was moving next year. Now, he was positive that he'd get it up and running over there, so he took it all with him. So fast forward to Thanksgiving evening. People show up outside my place expecting lights like the previous years. Some see that there's literally nothing on the house and they just drive away. Others have come back during the day to ask about it. Now, some are understanding and congratulate us on the house, and we point them to the Facebook page to follow for updates. Others, not so much. So I was getting the mail after work one day, and some lady pulls right up next to me as I was carefully navigating the snow and ice with my cane, and she honked at me. She demanded to know where the lights were and when they would be up. So after explaining that the owners had moved and would have the show again next year at their new house, she shushes me and says, No, no, I mean this house. When will you have the lights on in this house? We come here every year, and my daughter is very disappointed because there's no lights. At this, I say to her, probably never. I don't think I'll ever put lights up here. As you can see by my cane, I don't get around easily, so I can't climb ladders. Plus, all of our spare money goes to my medication and the doctor's appointments, so lights aren't exactly in the budget. So at this, the Karen says, That's ridiculous. You have to put up lights. Go out and buy some, and not that cheap crap either. You need a show like before. I want to bring my family next weekend, so you better get on it fast. So at this point, she backs up, pulls around me, and then she drives off. I just chuckled and told my husband about the loon when I got inside. Apparently, days before this, he had a similar conversation with this very same lady while snowblowing the driveway. We did see a car stop by next weekend, so we shut the curtains and pretended not to be home when she hammers on the front door and screams at us that we're ruining her family's Christmas. Apparently, we're the worst because a cripple won't spend medication money on lights for strangers. Okay, so OP does post a pretty cool video of the light show, guys, and here it is. Okay, so first, a little background on the story. I have a fairly decent car for it being so old. It's a 16-year-old Dodge Neon SE, and I have zero interest in getting anything different since it's reliable, gets great gas mileage, and is completely paid off. The car's blue, with a massive rust spot on the rear passenger side just above the gas tank, but I don't care. So this story takes place in Michigan, where anyone who lives here or has driven through here knows the roads here suck. There's potholes, uneven streets, jagged pavements, on every stretch of the road you'll drive down. Getting a flat tire at least once in your life while living here is both a guarantee and a rite of passage. The flat tire detail is relevant. I was driving through town after my shift at work and had to take a really bad street because that's all I had available to me. Now I do my best to avoid potholes, but I end up striking a few anyway, and lo and behold, my rear driver's side tire takes a hit. I can feel there's something wrong with the tire, so I pull off the road to the nearest open drive I can find. It turns out that I had picked a used car lot and had plenty of room to inspect the damage. When I step out of the car to look at the tire, another car pulls into the lot behind me and proceeds to park on the other side. I notice that the tire is low, but it's not flat. While I'm fussing with my tire, the dealership owner comes out to greet me, most likely assuming that I'm there to trade in my car or to shop around, when he sees that my tire is low. The guy insists that I slowly pull my car further away from the side of the road and up to the front of the building out of safety concerns. I agree and move my car where he instructed. So as it turns out, I was being watched by a dreaded Karen and her demon spawn. I move my car and the owner's helping me with the repair, making sure the valve was secured and the pressure was stable. I then thanked him for his help and proceeded to sit back down in my car. 
As I put the key in the ignition, I hear something bang against my window and look up to see a woman. The stereotypical Karen trying to get my attention. I roll down my window to see what she wants and say, Yeah? What's up? She says, Are you done yet? Um, am I what? Done. Are you done? Because my daughter's been waiting long enough. I look past her and see her 16-year-old daughter, and I said, Uh, waiting for what? She then says to me, Don't act cute. She needs her turn. You've taken up enough of our time. I ask her what she's talking about, and she says, Are you stupid? Your test drive's over. It's my daughter's turn. Now, the daughter's standing behind the Karen with her arms crossed over her chest, and she's giving me a smug look that says, Wow, are all you commoners so stupid? I then said, Oh, um, I wasn't on a test drive. I actually own... At this point, Karen screams at me and says, I said, get out. I told her this is my car, and she says, No, it's not. I just saw you pull back into the lot. We were behind you the whole time, so don't you dare try to lie to me. I tell her, no, this is my car. I have the registration. The Karen then says, what's wrong with you? Get out. Now. Again, I try to tell her that this is my car, and she says, no, it's not. My daughter wants it, and I'm going to buy it for her right now. So at this point, she tries to pull open my door, but thankfully, I locked it when I got inside. And she screams, give me the key. Now, before I had a chance to say anything else, she reaches through my window and makes a grab for the key in the ignition. When she tried to pull it out, I grabbed her arm and pushed her back, saying, Get away! And Karen screams, You just assaulted me. I then quickly roll out my window, and I'm ready to turn over the engine and drive off when I see the owner returning. He says, Ma'am, what's going on? She screams, This little girl just assaulted me. Call the police. She attacked me because I told her to let my daughter have a test drive, and now she's trying to steal your car. The owner then looks at me, looks at my worn-out dirty car with the faded bumper sticker on the trunk, and gives the woman the classic, are you serious, look. He tells her, ma'am, this car is not for sale, this is actually her car. The woman's not listening, and she says, listen, no it's not, until she signs the paper, this is not her car, and my daughter wants to drive it. She just got her license, and I promised her I'd get her a blue car, and this is the only blue car you have in the lot. Again, the owner says to her, Ma'am, this is not my car to sell. It belongs to her. At this, the woman says, No, it doesn't. I saw her drive the car onto the lot. And I saw you telling her to pull up to the building, so stop trying to lie to me. The owner tries to explain that I had a low tire. And all the woman is saying is, Why won't you let my daughter have her turn? She deserves her turn. Is it because my daughter's not slutted up like this girl? Now, I want to note that I'm wearing blue jeans, tennis shoes, and a baggy shirt with Kirby, the Nintendo character on it, and a green jacket over the top. The only skin visible is on my hands, neck, and my face. The owner tells her to please stop before he calls the cops. To which the woman says, If you do that, I'm telling the cops that this girl assaulted me, she pushed my daughter, and that you're selling stolen cars. Now give my daughter this car, or else... She then screams that this situation's ridiculous, and she pulls her phone from her purse and proceeds to call the cop herself, saying, You're gonna regret being so disrespectful to me. All you had to do was sell me the car. But no, you decided that this whore is better than my daughter. Now, I know I'm not in the wrong, but I'm still nervous. I look at the owner through the windshield, and he gives me a look that says everything's gonna be fine. Watch this. 
About five minutes later, a patrol car pulls up and the officer approaches the owner. Before he even has the chance to ask any questions, the Karen starts shrieking at him in full volume saying, I want her arrested. She assaulted me and my daughter and she's trying to steal my daughter's car. The cop is unfazed and he just looks at me and then over to the owner without blinking. The cop then looks at the owner and says, Hey Ron, is uh... Is it true? The owner tells him not a word of it. And if you want, you can check the lot's security cameras, Dave. The woman is still throwing a tantrum, screaming, Why won't you believe me? You're not seriously going to take her word over mine, are you? Just look at her. The cop says, Ma'am, I need to get both sides of the story. Now, you said she tried to steal. Yes, that's my daughter's car. The cop then says, All right, fine, that's easy enough to prove. He then walks over to the passenger side door and motioned for me to open the door. I did, and he of course asked for my ID, my registration, and my proof of insurance. Now, it didn't take long for the cop to notice my name on the license, and the name on the registration, are a match. He just nods, hands me back my stuff, and closes the door and says, Ma'am, that's her car. You do realize that it's a crime to try to file a false police report, right? This car isn't stolen, and I seriously doubt she assaulted you. I'm gonna go look at the cameras, and if I find out that you're lying... It was at this point the woman grabs her daughter's arm and starts pulling her along saying, F this place. All the cars are pieces of crap anyway. The cop sticks around until the woman leaves, apologizes to me for the disturbance, and wishes me a good day. Before he left, he said goodbye to the owner, calling him again by his first name, and then he was on his way. The owner then looks at me and says, Don't you worry about her, I don't think she'll be back. And if she does show up again, my brother Dave, the cop, will be back too. I then thanked the man for coming to my rescue. I drove off, and I've been trying to figure out why my old car was so important to the woman ever since. Seriously, it's not that great of a car. It's old, it's losing pep, and it needs some TLC, but I still love my blue bastard. Another instance where a Karen goes crazy because she didn't get what she wanted, guys. Like, how dense can some people be? Yeah, let's just, uh, not believe anybody, even a police officer, that the car belongs to someone, and you can't have it. Honestly, I don't know why OP even stuck around to entertain that woman. It's her car, it's registered to her, so no problems there. Should've just driven off and called it a day. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. And if you missed the last episode, I'll link it right here. A Karen takes over as a manager and she ruins the place. Of course she does. Check it out if you haven't. And myself and Steve-O will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.